and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who's trading his Subaru in for a trouble bubble, Mr. Drew Celestino. I mean, it does fly. It does fly. It's not exactly as stylish, per se, but... Uh, no, and probably not the best winter vehicle. No. Even though it does fly, it's, uh, yeah. a lot of open air in that, in that canopy. Exposed to the elements. Yes. Mm, bad idea. Very, very um, in, in, ingenuitive, intuitive, whatever. <laughs> I can't speak. It's going to be one Innovative? Of innovative sure. form of warfare. A, a hovering, fully mobile gun turret see i've been following that that account that gi joe account on twitter has been like on fire the last couple weeks oh well, yeah they're, they're posting a lot of content and uh like everyone seems to have their if you pay attention everyone seems to have their line of demarcation of when the line started to go bad yeah and it's it's funny how everyone seems to have a different line like some people were like 80s the 87 wave nope out done some people when, even sooner, you know, but then obviously like the 89, 90, 91, that's when it was clearly yeah. people were like, okay, I'm done with this now. When every character had some form of neon on them, I think it was, that's... It was the 90s, you know. I know. I know. It, it, it's just the way things were, Carl. Was it, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about the 90s, It doesn't Carl. make it right. No, absolutely not. All right. Here we are back again, sir. Opening statements. How was your week? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was busy. So let's rewind to last week. Uh, my, my weeknights are usually pretty uneventful, so we can go ahead and just push right over those. Game night on Friday. We got a couple games in of Seven Wonders, which uh, we have not played in a minute. And no. I, still great. I still really enjoy it. So. Still great. Yes. Um, did we, we get a, anything else on the table that night? We got I feel like we did. King of Tokyo. Six-player King of Tokyo. Big Rumble. Big yeah. Rumble. You were a winner, stealthily. I was. Well, it was either at that turn, because people got all upset after the end game happened. <laughs> it was On that last turn, it was either going to be you or it was going to be me. They wanted to, because if, if they didn't finish you off, you were going to win, and by finishing you off, they enabled me to win. That's, that's correct. Yeah. So, well, well played. Well played. Uh, anything else? I, I didn't say anything deceptive. I said if you let it get to Drew's turn, he wins. What? Um, uh, you tried out Keyforge. I did. You did. I did. Did not go well. And and what but, a surprise! You didn't like a game that you lost. Well, yeah, but but no, not so much that. It just it reminded me of why deck games like that are generally not my thing. But you like deck builders. I like deck builders with a lot of people. Mm. And that that are maybe more collaborative, like we have more of a, like in a deck builder, like like, mm, uh, uh, um, Marvel, uh, legendary, legendary. Yeah. I, I had ultimate on my mind. I don't know why, because ultimate alliance is coming out anyway. Yes. Uh, I like that because you have a board. There's a scenario. Yeah, and we're kind of working together. Like it can be it's, one player. It's, yeah, it's wins. collaborative, but there just happens to be a winner at the end. But typically, in our cases, we don't care who won because it just just finishing a scenario is an accomplishment. Right, in right, and of right, itself. right. Um, but when it's one on one, deck on deck, I feel like it just gets. I don't. It's never been my my forte. So, um, it's the mechan- I mean, mechanically speaking, it's sound. I I get it. Yeah, but 
it's just not my not my thing. Cool. Um, couldn't get any traction in that deck, <laughs> but it was my first time playing it. But still, yeah. I just felt like everything I, I that equate, everything that came out was just like, well, I can't use that. <laughs> I equate decks and keyforge to characters and fighting games. You, to a, you have to learn their strengths and weaknesses and what they do and sure. practice with them to kind of get good with them. There's still that that randomness though. That there is. If you, if you start off poor, you 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 have a mountain to overcome. So yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was okay. You know, whatever. It is what it is. Good game night. Um. Yeah. Solid. Saturday, day before Easter. Okay. Let's uh let's figure this out. Saturday. I didn't do anything musical. Let me check the calendar. Let me check the calendar. I know what I had in the evening, which was a lot of fun, actually. Um, Two-prong on the evening. The day, though, um, huh, I guess nothing. <laughs> the day was uneventful until the evening, and then the evening got fun. So uh, we had a diaper party for my friend Sam. Cool. Um, that was a good time for the duration that I stayed. I couldn't stay as long as I would have liked uh, but I did stay for a little while and um, played some um, car- adult card games that I can't say the name on the show, okay. but it's my favorite card game, especially with my friends that we often play with. Okay. So it was great. Uh, good times were had. Um, I got out of there. I came home. I had to do some food prep for Easter because we had a big Easter day planned. Um, I got my food prep done. Uh, my friend Jason came over. We indulged ourselves in some uh nine inch nails live stuff and our usual kind of just saturday night hang fest he brought me back some pretty cool beers from his trip in north carolina so i got a really good russian imperial stout and a black ipa that he brought me back and those are black ipas especially are like i don't want to say they're rare but they're not very numerous so i'm on the lookout for them because it's generally a style that i like yeah. Um, people are kind of like in on them, but I really enjoy them and I make a pretty good one myself. So that was uh, pretty cool of him to do. So I was very happy about that. Sunday, Easter Sunday, I had two brunches back to back and then had to come home to make dinner as well. So yeah, brunch at Jen's grandma's, brunch at my aunt's with my whole family. Grant was a big hit everywhere he went, obviously. Of course. Um, and then back here to have my dad and my sister over for dinner, and I made a lamb roast, which turned out fantastic. And um, what do we have on the side? Some roasted potatoes along with it and some asparagus, and it was just all good things, all good things. Uh, back to the grind yesterday, unfortunately, the day after Easter. Never, No one wants to go back to work after that. <laughs> I did not get my dingus on, unfortunately. Um, so say la vie. Are you Polish at all? I'm I'm a little Polish from Buffalo, man. Everyone's got a little bit of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm a little Polish. Uh, I did not go. Um, oh, well, Saturday, my best friend from uh, New York and his wife, they're there. They came over to hang out for a while. Cool. We had, we had lunch and, uh, they got to see the boy for a bit. They dingused it up. Um, unfortunately I was unable to go meet them out on gotcha. Sunday. So that's, uh, pretty much it. Um, Yesterday speaking, um, I am about four episodes into Cobra Kai. Season one? Yes. Yeah, how is it? It's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Thanks for inviting me to come along, Chet. Sorry, man. Appreciate it. It's not my account. I'll see if I can get the password for you. (laughs) Probably can, actually. Um, 
Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. If uh, if you're a fan of Karate Kid, it's it's basically it's it's it hits you right where you want to be hit. And despite my statements about the film on the show, I am actually a fan of it. It's just I think you know, you'd like it because it tells the tale from the point of view that you would get done with. It's all about Johnny mostly. I mean, Daniel's obviously. I said they did the first, I think, two episodes for free. Yeah, I watched those, and I was like, "Yeah, I can get behind this." Yeah, you'll keep getting behind it. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, they don't flip it where like Johnny is the hero of the show and Daniel is the villain of the show. They're both portrayed positives and negatives. Yeah, both both of them are as people. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. Although I think Daniel is the more honorable between the two and has you know good intentions. But anyway. So yeah, uh, that's that's really about it. Cool. Yes. How was your week? Uh, week was good. Uh, Friday night, like I said, we had game night. Um, Saturday afternoon, I met up with some friends at Iron Buffalo for some X Wing and some Key Forge. How did you fare? Um, X Wing went well, and Key Forge went well because I was teaching someone mm. how to play the game. Gotcha. Uh, one game did not go well at all um but it's it's key for it. i don't i play it casually at best um x-wing was a lot of fun because i was like flying the uh the new the new fat one of the new factions that are out which is the uh the galactic republic and i was using anakin skywalker and mace windu and they're both really good they're a lot of fun to use hmm. i need to uh get a piece of masking tape Put it over the top of the, the card, a Mace Windu's card. Just get a Sharpie and just write BMF on the card. <laughs> yes. The right people will get that. Um, Sunday was Easter. We went to church, and then we went over to my mother's, and we ate until we hated ourselves. Um, Sounds about right. My mother will typically cook five times the amount of food um, that is required to feed the number of people she's feeding. And that was the case again this time. Yeah. Um, William found his Easter basket and whatnot. So yeah, it's a good time. Cool. All right. Dear listeners. If you, wow, I just realized something. Go on. Um, (laughs) Dear listeners, if you'd like to tell us about your week, send us any questions or comments to be read on the show. You can do so at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Do Pod. You can find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. Uh, you can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Now, I realized that I hadn't uh, checked our emails as of yet and i just did we do have an email there from mr go. alan waiters all right jay jay's slacking he's as well, of late he's in a holding pattern right now he's, yeah he's got <laughs> he's got baby incoming uh-huh so from mr alan waiters drew and carl with endgame a few days away mm. what major marvel storyline would you like to see get adapted next what villain would you like the Russos to do next. Uh, I feel. I feel I, like Alan has asked us this. Probably. More. I don't need. I, I. I don't. I don't know. I mean, does it have to be an event? Can't we just maybe scale it back a little bit? Well, I mean, 
the events is in like you know this is what this next chapter is building to yeah 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 i feel well you, um, you've got you've got two directions you can go with you can try and go bigger mm-hmm, than which the infinity gauntlet which really i think the only thing that fits that bill is galactus even that though is like smaller when you think about it yeah what is galactus want to eat the planet well thanos just killed half the universe yeah so um or i think maybe you go smaller scale uh more I think it, what you could possibly see them kind of just scaling down the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. This yeah. next chapter, um, like introduce more of the street level characters, and obviously you get you get your there is a form of Avengers out there. Hopefully, we get the Fantastic Four. So your your big teams are still out there, but like though as far as the new characters introduced, you kind of like scale them, scale everything down a bit. I think that's going to happen regardless. I think they're going to want to tell some maybe smaller stories uh, with the characters that are getting, you know, sequels and movies and whatnot, build them up a bit. And, you know, what's going to be the big MacGuffin? I mean, I guess it comes down to what's going to be the big MacGuffin and who's going to be the big bad for the next thing. I don't know what that's what that looks like just yet. The Russo said they would love to do Secret Wars. Sure, and sure. that's not like really something you build to. That's just like a, a one movie slugfest. Yeah, it's just something that, that kind of happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it does open doors for possibilities. But I guess nah, never mind. I'm going to walk that back because I forgot that Venom is a movie that exists uh so yeah. we can't we can't backdoor that into secret wars for the alien Dude. costume nope eh, never mind i take it back um i don't know i mean I, I, you got to introduce dr doom at some point yeah i could see him being the big the big bad but what's his plot exactly you know i don't know what's the, what, red skull coming back from the fallout of endgame maybe maybe but like has he ever had like a big i mean he's he's you know cap's yeah. number one villain but what's Top of your head, what's the, what's the what's Red Skull's biggest story? Yeah, couldn't tell you. I have yep. no idea. Um, I guess you could maybe do something. I, I have a, I have a radical idea. So they could do something original, just like not based on no. anything before. You set up all your new characters, and then you build you you use the characters that you got, and you build towards a new central theme threat story. Yeah, doesn't have to be based on any one particular thing. Sure, I. Mm, yeah, I mean, or or you just do the thing, even though it's 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 impossible, and I don't like it as a concept as it is. But um, you could do the thing that 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 everyone's kind of probably thinking in the back of their minds right now. Uh, five years from now. So you got to build this up. Yeah. You do Avengers versus X-Men. I don't love it. Yeah. But Marvel seems to because they keep trying to make it a thing. <laughs> the yeah. comics, I mean, they keep like, you know, every once yeah. in a while, like, they're going to fight the X-Men. Like, well, half mm-hmm. of them are Avengers. So why would they fight? <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know. Okay. It, it sells. Yeah. No, I get you. That's that will sell all the tickets. Uh, Carl, where do you rank Cuphead in terms of hard games such as Ninja Gaiden, 
the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Contra minus the Konami Code. Well, I got a couple issues here. One, I I didn't, I don't remember Contra being a hard game. Here's it, it is, but if you know how to play it, it's it's not. Gotcha. As a kid, it probably was because your reflexes and your attention yeah. span is much smaller. But if you're pretty dialed in, you can beat Contra yeah, with, yeah. without the code. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the original Ninja Turtles is hard. I just think it's bad. I, I just I, think it's a bad game. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, really? Yeah, the turtles? Yeah. I like Drowning that. in water? They don't drown. Mm. In this, in, well, it depends on the level you're in, but... Mm. Um, well, they swim. You gotta decide. Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. You decide, uh, well, yeah. dude, that game is just brutally unfair. <laughs> yeah, to, to me, the gold. To me, the gold standard of hard classic video games still Ghouls and Ghosts. Oof. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That one is. See, that's another one. It's brutally unfair. Yeah. Brutally unfair. I beat it once. Like legit. Beat. You're one of the few. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Cuphead. Have you gotten? Have I have not. I, I played. I played it on Alan Switch on Friday, and you know, hard. Is it? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Hard. Man, you sound like a a, a curling skip. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It might be the hardest video game I've played in the past ten years. Wow. Minimum. Wow. Probably twenty. Okay. Because let's face it, video games as a whole. Really aren't that difficult anymore. No. Um, well, yes and no. But this one was like legit old school hard. Now here's the thing about that. I, I and I think I I've said this to you on Friday. I feel like that's almost a shame. Because with a game that looks that gorgeous and is that well realized, like that art style and, and what they were trying to do, it is it's borderline magic how well they pulled that off yeah like it it's tremendous how it looks so authentically yes real and how to what it's supposed to be like an old 20s and 30s cartoon Mm -hmm. it's masterful and i feel like a game that 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 much effort went into for that aesthetic turns out to be this kind of game that is so brutally difficult that very few people maybe even want to play it or or attempt it yeah and that's kind of a shame i feel like you know you might want to get that in more people's hands to really soak in the, the the glory and the and the beauty of such a thing. But, you know, whatever. I think I said this when I was talking about Shovel Knight. Like there's just there's people out there, man, they're just they're sadists. They just want to they just want they <laughs> want these difficult games. What a reason to hate themselves. Yeah. Um I, I don't get it, but Okay. Drew. Mm. Where would you rank John Cena in terms of greatest wrestlers? Do well, you think he is trying to be the next Rock yes, or next Batista in terms of switching from wrestling to acting? Absolutely. Well, yeah, he's, that's his that's his move. Um, he's in the pantheon of. I mean, here's when you say greatest. Well, okay, when you, let's, when let's you do, say do greatest wrestler, does he crack the top fifty of all time? Uh, well, I mean, how do you what what what's our metric? Drawing power, popularity. I think when you say just like greatest, there's an understanding of what that entails. It, it, it means very different things to very different people. If you're talking pure technical technical wrestler, he's not in the top 50 
in the top he's he's not in the top 50 in the last 10 years much less all time but if you're just talking you know star power um he's probably top 10 top 15 of all time maybe okay. Um, for WWE, I mean, clearly he's the, uh, the, he was the face of a generation, but that was a generation of decline and their drawing power and their, and their visibility is ever declining with, even with John Cena was on top. Yeah. So, you know, I get a little twisted about that because he, he's nowhere near as influential or as ubiquitous as like Hulk Hogan was, even though Hogan, you know, was, he was a known jerk and yeah. uh, then we found out later in life like yeah he's a real big jerk <laughs> and a racist one um after that you had you know macho man randy savage uh rick flair you know these 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 were guys who were doing business in bigger ways than cena ever did and then at the peak of the wrestling popularity when, when wrestling was bigger than anything and has never been as big since the rock and stone cold steve austin took they're on the they're on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, and that's that can't even be questioned. So does Cena belong up there with them? No. If I had to be forced to pick a Mount Rushmore right now, it mm-hmm. would probably be and based off your input, it'd probably be Hogan, The Rock, Austin, Flair. Yep, that's probably right. I mean, and you know, you're gonna have people that are gonna make arguments for this guy or this guy, but what you just said, that is probably exactly the Mount if, Rushmore that needs to exist. If anything, you can argue that the rock of the four is probably the most replaceable and probably like by the undertaker. No, I mean, <sighs> or the hurricane. <laughs> no, <not. laughs> no, Ta- takers. Popularity is, is a, is an enigma. He's popular among wrestling fans. But he never had the real, you know, crossover thing. The Rock's charisma, I mean, look where it got him. Yeah. He's the biggest star in the world now. I mean, and that was all, you could see it when he was wrestling. You could, like, this guy is, is a star. He just has that, that it factor. Um, anyway, Cena, he's much below them. But he's in an era where media is everywhere. He'll, he'll parlay his way into other stuff. I don't see him being in anything near as big um, as the he's not going to be the next rock cuz like god guys like the rock apparently I, I don't think anybody's going to be the next rock this guy makes so many movies he makes so much money yeah. i don't know how he does it um and then batista like you know we love batista cuz he's he's, he's drax and and he's cool on twitter and he's 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 a really cool guy but like he's not he's not at rock level of fame you know no. he's a he's a he's much big bigger tier below so could cena get to batista levels yeah so then again, Cena's out here co-hosting the or hosting the Ellen Show while she's away or something for some for some reason. So I could actually see John Cena being more of like the uh, the Michael Strahan type, where he just kind of parlays his a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, maybe a movie here and there, but like daytime TV, I yeah. could see John Cena hosting the Today Show. You know what I mean? Like he just has that kind of affableness. Yeah, you know, talk show host John Cena. Okay. I mean, if if whatever, I think I, I think he's a big phony, but you know, <laughs> just saying. Like, oh, this guy's great. He's a phony. But I never say I didn't say he was great. I just you know he's good at what he does. Clearly, 
he's he's charismatic to a degree, but I just feel like everything he does, I'm I'm looking at someone pretending to be what I'm. He he just seems like he's pretending to be that thing. Isn't that called kayfabe? No, 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 no. no. Well, that's wrestling. What? I mean, what, like, what when, is the when difference he, when he's hosting a talk show? I feel like I'm looking at a guy pretending to be a talk show host. When he is like this, I saw clips of him on the Ellen thing yeah. today. I think I saw him today, and I was just like, he looks like he's trying really hard to be. So it's just kind of an version of kayfabe. Not everything is kayfabe, bro. Is kayfabe kayfabe? Uh, kayfabe is dead, but now we have kayfabe 2.0. Am I kayfabe? In a way, yes. But if I'm kayfabe, then who is me? I mean, now you're in Hogan, uh, Nate, Macho Man territory where the line is very blurry between who you really are and who your kayfabe character is. And sometimes your memories will intersect. (laughs) I'm so confused. Yeah. This is how Hulk Hogan managed to take down Gawker because he lied to the jury about kayfabe. (laughs) Well, not exactly, but it's, it's, it's complicated, but yeah. I know. Put it this way. The old timers, Hogan, that generation, those guys lived it more until it was convenient for them to not live it. Mm. Gotcha. Like, for instance. The uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan Iron Sheik incident? (laughs) Uh, Maybe that. Or, oh, I don't know. When Jimmy Snuka killed his girlfriend and then kayfabed it so that the authorities actually thought he was an islander who didn't speak english and didn't was was borderline uncivilized savage and vince mcmahon got him out of it because cops were dumb and it was the 80s and they didn't know it was fake okay yeah it was a thing that happened all right yeah kayfabe brother well already done <laughs> not to get dark on you but Went down some rabbit holes there. Oh, wrestling is uh, sure, sure not still. We've come out of all of them. We're we're getting out. We can. Like we am, can. I, am I talking to you as Carl right now, or am I t- is Carl on the Devil's Do like a case? This is your first existential crisis, Carl. What? I have one of these like every other week. I mean, <laughs> what is Carl? Carl is. Well, well, why is Carl? <laughs> well, wow, you done there? <laughs> I don't think I know who Carl is. <laughs> I broke you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Is Carl like a concept, or is Carl just like? I mean, we're getting into the whole idea of: Are you even you? Oh well, now I've gone cross-eyed. I mean, we all have, we all think that we have free will, but not really. Well, that's a bigger discussion. It's all part yes. of the same discussion. Yes and no. Um, There's been studies. You're, you're, I, hard, you're, you're more hardwired than you think you are. I, I want, I really want to answer the question of, of why is Carl? But that's going to be our goal for next week. We have to answer. That's a tough nut to crack, but we'll try. Okay, so thank you very much for the questions, Alan. We appreciate it. You broke and them. You broke them, Alan. <laughs> destroying my self-identity. When is Carl? 
I mean, when are any of us really? Oh man, deep. Even our calendar is arbitrary. We invented it. On a, yeah. on, on, on a universal space time scale, we could be anywhere. All right. Um, okay, so getting to some news, and folks, don't worry, we are not going to take up the whole show with news like we did last week. Because, <laughs> you know, not everything happened last week, but some stuff did happen. Uh, Drew, just today, and you watched it just before we started recording. We got the uh, the quote unquote final trailer for Godzilla: King of the Monsters. I, I hope it's final because I feel like I just saw way too much. <laughs> so many big things crushing cities. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great. I can't wait. I'm very excited for it. It's probably my number two most anticipated film after after Endgame. But like, I just watched that trailer. And I'm like, I don't want to see all this. Save <laughs> save me something for the theater, man. Yeah, it looks that looks exciting. Ghidorah. Ghidorah, and, and, just and, like. Stretching out those wings, and he's clearly the big bad, and, and which is as it should be. Uh, Mothra, Rodan, and apparently, did, did I hear right? Seventeen other seventeen monsters? monsters in total. So you know, out there somewhere, terrorizing like some small town in North Carolina, mm. Godzuki. No, 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 Godzuki. Blowing his little uh, flame donuts now. If Godzuki is to scale with the current Godzilla, how big is Godzuki? Godzuki. Godzuki would probably be as big as Godzilla has normally been depicted in previous films. <laughs> Scaling everything up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everything gets bigger. Um yeah, it looks pretty great. Uh well, I, the two thousand eight film or no, two thousand was it two thousand eight? No, no it was like, two thousand four. You're talking about the Matthew Broderick yeah. one? I Dude, I don't it, know what it, yet. The 2000-something film taught us anything. It's I've a, forgotten that. It was 98. Size does matter. I think matter. it was 98. might have been size. Yeah, because that was like... Yeah, because that came out the summer. I started working at the Regal. That, yeah, that would have been 98. So, yeah. I tried not to think about that movie. Taught us size does matter. Look. And then Led Zeppelin and P. Diddy mm. are, the, are the match you mm. never thought you wanted. Uh, no, I knew I didn't want it. <laughs> and the Green Day songs are so much better when you just put in a Godzilla roar here and there. What? I, oh, you never heard of the... Oh. Nope. Let's let let's let yeah. that roll. Um, that movie was not good. No. No, it wasn't. What, question. Yeah. Would it have been good had they called it something else? Not Godzilla. I... I don't think so, only okay. because then people would have just called it like a wannabe Godzilla. All right. I think, you know, where Godzilla's design was not great. No. But I think really where the movie kind of lost it was when it turned into stopping Godzilla movie and then just turned into Jurassic Park with all little baby Godzillas. Yeah. And they're trying to escape the, the subway. subway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Fun fact, in uh, the J- Japanese films, there was one after that. Yes. I think it was called like Godzilla Global Wars or something like that. There were many after that. There were, there? but yeah. in Final Battle, the Godzilla Final Battle, something like that. I forgot the okay. title. Um, Man in Suit Godzilla proper comes face to face with American Godzilla, C- yeah. CGI Godzilla. And he destroys him without even lifting a finger. He sees him and he fire breaths him to death on sight. Alrighty. Toho 
was not happy with the American Godzilla. Yeah. As you can see. Yes. Much happier with the new one. Yes. Apparently. Yeah. Because uh, we're... Because uh, now they're giving us all these other monsters. Everything. Yeah. Here's everything. Go. Yep. But uh, no Brian Cranston. No. Critical, not. Critical failure in the first film. Oh, well. Yeah. And oh. the fact that uh, Ken Watanabe was, was just wasted. Well, he's back first. now. He is. Um, does Eleven have powers in this film? One can hope. Millie Bob- I mean, I call her Eleven, but is it, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, there, isn't there someone who has to communicate with... Uh, with Mothra? Uh, yeah, Mothra. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Typically, there's two little twin alien girls. Seems like but they're I don't forming a bond in that trailer. Could be. I just want Gamera to show up at some point. Can we get Jet Jaguar? Preferably no. Jet Jaguar! No. No Jet Jaguar. But I do want a teaser, a post credit stinger, something for Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Hmm. King Kong versus Godzilla. Which is going to be the next one. Yeah, I, I, I still can't muster anything for that. Then they just have to team up to fight a malfunctioning Mecha Godzilla. Let me put it to you like this. Yep. We're about to see a movie where Godzilla is going to fight a three-headed, winged dragon monster. Along with other monsters, probably. Right? Yep. He is the king of the monsters. Yes. He is gigantic. Yep. And again, he's fighting the, the biggest existen- existential threats to, to the world that we have, we've ever known. The biggest existential threat since, since Alan's question. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to say that. Okay. Um, so, assuming that he wins, because he will. Yeah. What threat is King Kong to Godzilla? Um, I have two words that can answer that very simply. Mm-hmm. Opposable thumbs. Yeah, I'm not buying it. It's got opposable <laughs> thumbs. Just Ergo not buying it. But they can go ahead and make your movie with King Kong. Godzilla would, should treat him like he treats Godzilla 98. Just fire breath <laughs> him to death and be, be done with it. Your disdain for King Kong is saddening. It, it he just he's he has no look king kong's fine but he's got to stay in his lane <laughs> all right godzilla he takes up more of the highway so you just stay in your lane king kong just saying okay okay so um announced earlier this week uh, something that I'm very interested to hear your reaction on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting a Castlevania collection ah, in yes, May, yes, yes, so yes. next month. Uh, Drew, tell us about this Castlevania collection. Well, let me give you the quick rundown on Castlevania. Yes. There it is. There are essentially... We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and ex- exclude the three D versions of Castlevania, okay? Because they are a different thing. So, amongst your Castlevanias proper, your two D Castlevanias that we all know and love, you've got two camps. Yes, you've got your OG camp, level based platformers. Yep. Then you've got 
your Metroidvanias, which Symphony of the Night and Beyond. Yep. I am a big fan of the Symphony of the Night and Beyond games. The level-based platformers are, are fine. They're good. They're fun. But they're not my preferred Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Um, this collection is essentially a platform-based Castlevania collection. So it's giving you uh, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, um, Castlevania 3. Um, it's giving you uh, Castlevania Bloodlines for Genesis, which is actually, by all accounts, a really good game that often gets forgotten, but they're including it in this. Okay. Um, and I think they're... Oh, uh, Kid Dracula, I think, is in there, uh, which was a Game Boy... Um, I think it was a Game Boy game unreleased in the United States, uh, and it's got a lot of fans. So I'm going to go ahead and just pull up the actual list so I'm not just talking out of my butt here. Um Yes, Castlevania One, Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest, Castlevania The Adventure, which was that was a that was on Game Boy. That was the Game Boy Castlevania game. Castlevania Three, Dracula's Curse, Castlevania Two, Belmont's Revenge. Um, I think that was also a Game Boy game. Super Castlevania Four, Kid Dracula, previously unreleased in the states, and as I said, Castlevania Bloodlines for Genesis. So it, it, this is a two D whip fest. Um, so you get your whip on. And uh, have a good time. Whip it good? Yes, as Devo once told us. That's kind of neat. I'm not going to lie. It's a cool collection. I, uh, although, Are you going to get it? Mm, yes, no, you're going to get I'm it. I'm not. No, I'm not, actually. I'm going to hold off. I have Castlevania 1, 2, and 3 for my NES, and that's kind of enough for me. Okay. Um, Bloodlines does intrigue me. But if I feel like if I'm going to do the Genesis thing, I might just end up saving my my, my pennies for the uh, the Mega SG and getting some carts, some, some yeah. choice cartridges. But I haven't decided to go go down that road yet. So uh, you know that they're also doing a Contra collection. Yeah, I heard about that. Here's the rub. The rub is, and this is not confirmed because the lineup for that one is actually not confirmed yet. Or it might be, but it's unclear as to what is actually on it. I think they're including um, basically like everything up to the Alien Wars, I think. But so Alien Wars was the SNES yes, game, right? Correct. Yeah. Which is an all-time Stone Cold classic. Yep. Um, the problem is the first two games, Contra and Super C. And why, why that's a problem? Because allegedly in the collection, they are going to include the arcade versions of Ew. those games, which this, 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 is a rare, this is a rarity. The arcade versions of those games are far inferior to the NES versions of those games. Yep. And I, I know, but I think that's almost hard to believe that a home console version could exceed the arcade Especially version. Especially that time. But they did. Um, they were just better in every way possible except for i mean the graphics maybe weren't quite as good but the game was executed much much better on the nes so that's the sticking point i think people have with it because but don't i don't know if that's for sure yet but i'm pretty sure that's been talked about that they're the arcade version so people are kind of like eh, not sure if that is what we want but super c is is not super c i'm sorry uh Contra 3 Alien Wars is the SNES version. And I think Contra Hardcore is also on it from uh, Genesis. Okay. Now, point of contention with that game. Contra Hardcore 
in Japan, apparently, was a tremendous Contra game. In America, in an, again, in a baffling reversal of, of, of roles, the American version on Genesis was very, 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 very hard. They amped up the difficulty for the American market wow. to the point where the game is really not fun or enjoyable by anyone. Controversial. Okay. Yeah. This is an example where, like, if they are going to put that collection out, people might want to know what version you're putting out, the original Japanese or the American one. Hmm. And I also don't know um, what kind of, like, graphical options there are, if any, if there's yeah. scan lines, if there's not, if there's a CRT filter, if there's not. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Um but I've been, I believe, based on what I've heard about that arcade collection that just came out, that cap, their, uh, the Konami arcade collection. That, yep. I'm not sure if we talked about that, but we we talked about Friday night. We're like, wow, this isn't good. It's very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, that one is also very bare bones in its options. So, that being said, being Konami, Konami's reputation these days. I don't know if you are aware, Carl, but um, it's not good. It's not good. So I'm I'm not going to hold out a lot of hope for high quality options and bells and whistles and giving the fans what they really really want. Yeah. In these collections, so, which rush is another reason why I don't want to. You you want rush and attack? I want to rush and attack. Um, ironically, about that that arcade collection, it's it's like almost exclusively space shooters and and plane yeah. shooters. Except for the weird exception of Haunted Castle, which is essentially the arcade version of Castlevania. Yeah. But that's not in the Castlevania collection. It's, it's so weird. Isn't that a little strange? That is strange. It's also not a good game, by the way. Yeah, well, I assume. Like, think about how frustrating Castlevania can be in the later levels. Like, yeah. Like the clock tower. Like, I, can't, I can't see Castlevania as an arcade experience. Um. It's not. So they, they basically took it and made it more unfairly, more unfair because okay. it was an arcade game. Get damn quarters. Yeah. 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 All that, the quarters. Isn't that lame? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 came out today. Speaking of arcades. It did. Getting, uh, getting glowing reviews. Um, <sighs> I, I, would, so, I would love to. I'm so like on the fence. Uh, I'll, I'll get Samurai Showdown when it comes out. I, f- I feel like fighting games have passed me by, Carl. Um, I don't have the... the it the, depends the experience you want with the game. If you want to get the game, play it, go through the story mode, enjoy some of the extra content, um, then no, they I don't feel that they've passed you by. If you want to get the game and the way I would approach fighting games is to view it as you know, a competitive option and practice and, and get good and compete in tournaments, then yes, they have like just, you know, the requirements of life, you know, being young man's mar- game, being married, having a kid. Some, some players can do it. Some players just have that natural talent that, um, they're able to pull it off. I, I cannot, I made my peace with that long ago. <laughs> um, because if you want to be, if you want to be competitive just on a local level, especially around here, like we got a we got a seriously good fighting game community in this area. Um, you've got to put in yeah, minimum, sure. minimum 
four hours a day. That's a lot. That's a lot of. Uh, that's a lot. A lot of time for a fighting game. Yeah. Um, I just I, trust me. There was a time when I I do it, and not bad an eye at it, and love doing it every minute of it. But I just I just don't have time anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, everything. Uh, they brought Mercy back. You can do Mercy again. Well, okay, that's that's, that's fine. It's, you know, I've, I mean, I've seen the trailer. It looks bananas. Yeah, I looks I, great. Looks looks fantastic. But I've got, you know, I've got a like I said, I've got a three year old and a wife scares easy. So maybe not so much like Samurai Showdown. I can get away with a little bit more because there's a little bit of blood in there, but not. We're not talking Mortal Kombat. No, Mortal Kombat's just embraced uh, its legacy, and they're going full tilt insane. Yeah. Which, you know, hey, own I, it. I believe... You started the, um, it, you own it. I believe a, a, a list of downloadable characters was leaked. Really? From a fairly reputable source. Mm. Um, I believe the highlights include uh, the Joker, which kind of makes sense because Scorpion was a DLC character for Injustice. Yeah, that whole crossover seems odd to me, but okay, go on. Um, well, you know, Marvel and Capcom, DC, and it's kind of like a natural, natural pairing. It's um, not though; it really yeah, I isn't. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the Joker, the Terminator. <laughs> sure. Ash. Sure. Why not? Wait, like Evil Dead Ash? Yes. And Spawn. And Spawn's been long. Ironically enough, would not be his first fighting game appearance. No, I know. He was in Soul Calibur. Yep. Yeah. Um, Spawn. Poor Spawn. What a a cultural relic Spawn is at this point. Yeah. But it's okay, because he's going to come back. Todd's doing a movie. Yeah. Good luck with that. Spawn's going to be like the shark in Jaws. (laughs) He's not going to work. That's... You swerved me there. Thought you were talking about the screen time, but no, you. you that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> well, that's what Todd McFarlane said. He's gonna be like Shark and Jaws. Yeah, because when I go see a movie called Spawn, that's what I. I, I don't yep. actually want to see Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then again, maybe it'll work better that way. I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? Know. Who knows? Um, um, so yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. I like my Mortal Kombat pretty much. Mortal Kombat. They always, they always have a great guest character lineup. Really, really fun. It seems to be. I mean, they 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 pull together some uh, pretty wild stuff. I think in uh, nine they had like Freddy Krueger and Jason yep. Voorhees and stuff. And, and they, uh, that kind of works. No, Jason was in the last one. Oh, in ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think in nine was uh, Freddy Krueger and Kratos. Yeah. Whatever. Kratos. Do the guest care. characters? Well, I mean, fits in well with the world. He yes, hyper violent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's be honest here. He works. I mean, he, they get his palette swap Quan Chi. No one would know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's getting uh, great reviews. Game, the game looks visually, graphically gorgeous. And Here's the thing. And maybe we could, we could, we could actually parlay this into a little mini, mini discussion about another game that has a similar problem. Um, so like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I grew up loving Mortal Kombat. Of course. And I'm still, I posted today on Facebook, like, I can't believe in 2019, I can sit here and say that Mortal Kombat freaking 11 is out. Like, that's bananas to me. If you were to tell 12-year-old me there'd be 11 of these things, I I doubt he'd believe you. Like, no, that's impossible. He'd also want access to your time machine. But anyway, (laughs) um, 
So, like, in the first game, and arguably the second game, yep. The I guess I, I, I had this quick discussion with a friend on Facebook, and it's been in my mind a little bit. So we were, we, we were talking about the announcers, the voice, right? The disembodied mm-hmm. voice that tells, yeah. you know, says your character's name, round one, fight, yada, yada. And, like, since Mortal Kombat 4, it's just been a disembodied announcer voice that just talks, right? Yeah. And, like, I've never liked that. It's just that it's dumb. Because in the first two, and by extension three games, it was actually a character in the game voicing. So it gave you an extra layer of, like, immersion in the story of the game. Mortal Kombat 1, you were in a tournament. So, like, Shang Tsung was the one announcing your name. Round 1, fight, finish him, commanding you to finish your opponent. And the implication is that this is a fighting tournament, one-on-one. This guy is watching your bout. You are involved. You know you're you're in it. You're mm-hmm. doing it, and he's telling you what to do. And you know if you if you did well, like you know there was the one stage where like Shang Tsung would clap after the after the round and stuff like yeah. that. You know it's immersive like that. Mortal Kombat two. There's a new tournament in the Outworld. Shang Tsung's boss shows up, and things are getting real serious. But it's still a tournament, still one on one. You have a you have a Coliseum stage where Shao Kahn is sitting in the in the middle of it. Yep. Now it's his voice saying round one fight and all that stuff. Okay, cool. Now, in Mortal Kombat 3, we're going to go off the rails here because that's when, like, the storyline gets apocalyptic. Yep. And now, and then 4 with the disembodied voice and all that, it makes more sense that, like, it's just a disembodied voice because, like, who is who is this? There is no tournament now. It's just, yeah. like, this crazy scenario, which brings me to the the bigger overall point. Like, isn't it kind of silly that in a game where... We have people fighting for the fate of the earth, and there is dire consequences, life and death. But but they're going to sit there and they're going to abide by three round match rules, and and like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Round round based round based fights to determine the fate of the world, even in story mode. <laughs> which is which Isn't is that fun- funny? Which is funny because injustice doesn't do that. Injustice, uh, you have two life meters, essentially. Okay. And when one life meter is exhausted, there's like a brief pause in the action, two players reset, and then the action just resumes. Um, so, yeah. I, I just, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's telling this epic life and death story, but the guys that are fighting the story, like the, the combatants... Are be, are sure to abide by you know a three round winner take all system. Maybe it's like Highlander where there are certain rules you have to follow. I, I guess, <laughs> but I, the bigger the bigger uh, the bigger question I would have then, and I'm I'm rubbing up against this right now, is um, Final Fantasy VII as well. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that I is, was about to say there's no three round rule. Final no, no, no. But it's the I guess the bigger the bigger topic is. Um, does this game genre slash mechanic system, does it work with the story we're trying to tell? And that's where I'm starting to notice in Final Fantasy VII where the story and their ambition got ahead of the 
game engine and mechanics that that Final Fantasy was at that time. So, it, I'm just I'm just noticing it as I'm playing Final Fantasy VII. Like they're trying to tell this epic story of like this city and corruption and, and you yeah. know, shadow figures and the earth and energy. But like we have these random encounters with these goofy uh, dude. Final Fantasy VII's enemies like it's random. It's random enemies. Yep. They have no grounding in the very little grounding in the world that that game is trying to take place in. Yeah. It makes very little sense in that regard. And the only reason it's there is because that's what Final Fantasy was at the time. And I'm just noticing that more as I'm playing through it again now. It's just very jarring because they really were trying to push the narrative ahead. And it did. Everyone everyone remembers Final Fantasy VII's story. Like Everyone's yep. all about it. But the actual act of playing it, man, it's bizarre. Because every time you try and get invested, you're interrupted with this random encounter with some. There's a. I'm in, I'm in a. I'm minding my own business trying to get to Tifa's house, and I'm attacked by a freaking house. There's a giant house that shoots fire at me. What is this? <laughs> why did I not see it coming? And why? Why are there several of them? Why was it a surprise attack? <laughs> right. Like they were led by the cactus. Yeah, bro, oh god, the cactus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that. Like I just hit you with knights of the round mirror twice. How are you still kicking? Oh god. I guess you know that's what I'm saying. Like it, it you know, it, the mechanics of the thing hinder the presentation of the thing, and it's just it was just so that's what I'm saying about Mortal Kombat. Like, what is this exactly? Yeah, what, what are we no, doing I get what here? You're saying. But, I mean, then you get into why are we playing it? Well, because it's fun, you know? And Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what my overall point is, really. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is the mechanics of what you are... Eh, you, have the act of the, you have the act of playing, and then you have the story. Yeah. Which one is the priority? I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really yeah, sure what I'm trying the, to say. That's the... <laughs> Difficult balance to achieve, and usually something that's not really achieved in fighting games. Well, I mean, um, yeah, even Street Fighter, same, same, same kind of thing. Like, I don't even know what half the time what the, what the story is there, but I mean, at least in the, like two, classically speaking, yeah, there was a tournament, right? Like, yeah, it was, yeah, a World Warrior tournament, right? Mm-hmm. So there's your conceit. And three is a tournament. I'm not sure if four is a tournament. Okay. Chronologically, three is the the, the end. last yeah. the end of the story. Um. Okay, so that massive rabbit trail aside, eh, you that's know. what we do here. Uh, so we, we got two news stories very close together Just that just kind of made us go, uh, what? Mm. So I believe it broke first that the live action production of Swamp Thing oh, was yeah, getting yeah, yeah, shut this. down. Yeah. They were supposed to film 13 episodes. They had 10 in the can, and they shut down production. Yeah. They, they stopped at 10. And they said it was a creative decision. Okay. And then they said that they didn't say kind of anything beyond that. Just like production's been shut down. Yep. Shut down. And everyone was kind of scrambling. Like, what? Yeah. Because the cast was like astounded. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> and then the next day, yeah, we get a teaser. Which <laughs> looked yeah. awesome. Oh, sure. I mean, looked you know, great. It's it, it, they 
I mean, Dick Durock in the suit, you know. It, I'm no, not, I, no, no, I don't no, think it's Dick I think Durock. it's CGI, but. No, I don't think it's CGI. I think it's a guy in a suit. I think, like, the eyes were CGI'd, obviously. Wow. But All right, I'm pretty cool. sure it's a guy in a suit. Um, man in suit. Man in suit. Yeah. So, okay. So, apparently, it is coming out. Yes. It is 10, it's 10, 10 episodes, episodes that had to be somehow re-edited to, to come to a conclusion of some kind. Yeah. Um, which brings the question. Now there's... Well, the production halting left a lot of people wondering what's going on and why. Yeah. And so uh, what's kind of out there in the the realms right now is that Warner Brothers, or ultimately AT&T, right. because they I own forgot. Warner Brothers. Yeah. My cell phone company owns Batman. Um, 2019, baby. Yep. Corporate synergy. Yeah. So AT&T is looking to possibly shutter the DC universe and roll all of that into a bigger Warner brothers the, streaming service. Yeah. It's they, they already have it. It's everybody more, has to have a streaming service now. Yes. Everyone, the game show network. I, I really want HGTV. If, if I could have one wish, of something to happen in like pop culture. Okay, okay. It will obviously, you know, I don't have the power to stop world hunger or wars or anything like okay, that. Okay, fair but enough. If I have one wish to to change something or make something happen in pop culture, it would be for someone, not Disney, but someone to be able to purchase DC and get it away from where it currently is. Yeah, I can, I feel you. Because these are among the greatest characters and stories that modern society has cultivated. And for the longest time, they have just not been treated well. I Disney bought Marvel and kind of understood what it was and treated it well and did it right. Mostly for a while. You can and, you can argue current statuses of the books and whatnot, but yes, I mean obviously the cinematic universe is a yeah. juggernaut, and they understand the characters and they and, let them run wild. It just feels like DC really needs to be owned by someone else. I I I'm, I hear you. I'm I I can get behind that. <laughs> I can totally get behind that. But I think like ultimately. Like you said, there already is there a Warner Brothers streaming app. I I want to say there is, but I don't know. But I but there. Hmm, let me look. We have we have the power of the internet. Yes, girl. we do have the power of the internet. But um, I think I I think I said this last week. I think a really smart thing for they're Warner launching Brothers one. to do. Yes, they're launching one this year by yeah, by okay. the end of the year. All right, so that means DC Universe app probably going away. Pro- now, okay, probably. And here's the thing. Which is kind of sad because it's sad. pricing aside, everything I've heard about is that's a great service. That's that's and that's all well and good. Yeah, but it's super niche, man. Like, it is, and that's the thing that you're talking about big money. I have to imagine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know for sure budgets on these shows. Yeah, but there's money being spent. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, how many people they would know? I don't know what their financials yeah. look like, but like. 
it just seems like a lot of money for something so specific. And I said that when they when they announced it, like the DC streaming service, like, that's that's a very that is a very specific audience you're you're yeah. pinning that on. Can you support that? Like, so it makes sense in a way to roll it into WBs, but at the same time, um, doesn't the DC Universe streaming service come with uh, digital comics? Yep. I, mm-hmm. Is that going to be carried over? I feel like probably not. You know who should buy DC? Mm-hmm. It's Amazon. Should buy DC. <laughs> I mean, because all right, you've got you've got the infrastructure for streaming service, so all the stuff just rolls right over onto Amazon Prime. You've got the structure for digital literature format with like Kindle or Fire, or whatever their their one is. Yeah. Um. So you've already got everything there. Your biggest streaming competitor. Is coming out this year and has two big Leviathan franchises. Leviathans in its pocket and yeah. Marvel and Star Wars. Not um, to mention Pixar. Not to mention like everything else Disney is. I think it's I, more and more I think about it, that's a really smart move. Here's the thing. Warner Brothers would have to want to sell it. Yeah. And yeah, why on yeah. earth would they ever want to do that? Having, and having Batman as a license to print money. At this point, I I'm I'm I don't know logistically if it's even possible. Like, who owns Okay, Warner Brothers owns DC. Yes. Right? But what is that like <sighs> Who owns Batman? Well, Warner Brothers or DC? I think it's Warner Brothers outright. No, I DC think. owns. It's that's the that's one what I'm strength. I don't, I don't know the, the the corporate breakdown. I, yeah, I feel it's, like it's, it's the it's the one strength that DC had over Marvel that Warner Brothers was never able to capitalize on was everything is under one roof at DC. Like there's different departments, right, 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 right. but it's all under one roof. Yeah, well, the films, the, the the television shows, it's all. But They've the, all got it together, but they never got it together. The films and the well, as we're seeing with Marvel too, TV and movie rights have are lines, two different, yeah, completely different things. But like case in point, you know, not that we're going to watch it, but you know how uh, Gotham is ending, right? Yeah, Batman is going to be on Gotham. Yeah, for years now, that's been a huge no-no because the movie people did not want Batman showing up in any other media. Period. Outside of the movies, I think same reason why they wouldn't let um, Tom Welling wear the Superman suit in Smallville until the very last frame of the series. Yeah. I think a lot of that was a lot of those decision makings was pre mm-hmm. DC Films train wreck. It's also before DC Entertainment became kind of like yeah. a focused conglomerated thing. So I think DC as a whole is definitely something that could be purchased. Would they be one? Should they be willing to sell? Which, let's be honest, they're never. No, why? No, not, not a chance. They, they dollar signs are too big for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> they're not letting that go. Yep. Um, but I feel you. I feel the concern. I feel like you. Someone, someone with a plan and a genuine care. Maybe they don't even have to sell it. They just need someone in charge with a genuine care to 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 handle this. Yeah. Properly. But I, I'm not going to look for it. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And on top of that, you know the other thing about it? Um, we, we're getting old. You know that. 
Think about your youth. Yep. DC was always considered kind of the lighter fare comic book company. I don't want to say kitty, but less real, air quotes, more fantastic than Marvel. Yeah. Marvel was the cutting edge, kind of pushing things forward kind of kind of guys. 60s rolled in and Marvel Marvel strutted in with their big universe and interconnectivity and yep. colleges loved it and it was psychedelic and like we're telling yeah. stories about drugs and you know yada yada. And DC was kind of like, you know, still had that kitty rep, if you will. They if were, you will. At, at that time, I mean, they're still trying to shed off Actually, no, 60s. They're right in the middle of like Camp Batman. Right, right. Which which cast Jordan, a long Superman. shadow. Yeah. So ever since then, let's call it since the 80s, since 85, since the crisis more or less. Yeah. I feel like they have consistently been actively trying to shed that to the point now where I feel like they are, they, they've gone so far down the dark rabbit hole that I find DC Comics to be actually more violent more gory oftentimes and more gratuitous than Marvel comics and that over the last 30 years. Yeah. And that's, and that's an overcompensation for their own and their own perception. And I think that's a mistake. But my point is think again, when I said think yeah. back to your childhood, they've been like that longer than they were perceived as kitty. And that's insane because they're never going to change. dude. I, I think, and this is going to be, Definitely part when we do a special episode on it. I think Watchmen, in a lot of ways, was the best thing to happen. And the, the worst and the worst. The wrong lessons were learned. Yeah. Um, but I'm, my point is though, like they've been edgy. I'm air quoting. They've been edgy longer than they have been not been edgy at this point, in my opinion. And I just they're never going to change. So yeah, I hope I, you like I, your. I don't. <laughs> I think it, it the, like the real edginess is probably 87 forward yeah po- post-crisis well crisis i think was like early 80s no it was 85 80s no it was 87 dude crisis on, crisis on infinite Earth. Yeah, yeah I, I can talk it's hard to say crisis on infinite earths <laughs> like, <laughs> it definitely doesn't roll off the yeah. tongue like end game <laughs> or secret wars uh crisis on Infinite Earths was released in 1985, 86. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I get, I get where you're coming at because they had a lot of, they overcompensated in trying to fix their perceived image of like, you know, the campy Batman where that had been long shed in the comics, you know, once Denny O'Neill and Neil yeah, Adams yeah, yeah, got yeah. a hold of the character. Um, kind of like the George Reeves Superman. Still, I think the most difficult character to write for in comics is probably Superman. Probably. Um, and it's just, which is funny because for a lot, I'm like, yeah, Grim and Gory. I don't quite see that as much, and I, I read more DC than you do. So every time I see the big event, it's it, it, which are the books that sell the most. Yeah. It's always something terrible. Yeah, and that you're not wrong there. It's it's like the, all the stuff that happens in between though is just not as much. I don't know. I think for the most part, with the exception of the big events, the the books have been 
in a good place the past couple of years post rebirth. Um, I, yeah, I just want someone else to get their hands on that company. I feel you. No, I, Hey, Amazon, go, go buy DC. <laughs> Open up that Bezos wallet. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, it's not going to happen. I think yeah, it's, it's no, a pipe dream. But uh, back to Swamp Thing. I hope it. I hope it's okay. Hope it. I hope. Yeah, I hope it's sure. It's good. Be great. I've always meant. I've never. I know I'm a bad comic fan for saying this, but I've never read the Alan Moore Swamp Thing. I've read I've, a few arcs of it. It's, it's great. Wanted to read it. Um, I'm guessing it's probably based off that. Probably, yeah. seeing if as, they're smart. Yeah, I mean, considering the, the considering number one, its legacy in comics is pretty big. Yeah, um, and number two, let's just say that the uh, previous live action incarnations of Swamp Thing, <laughs> which were which came out in the thick in the thick of Alan Moore revolutionizing Swamp Thing, they did not go that route. <laughs> Those movies did not go Maybe that the route. live action series will be based off the Saturday morning cartoon. Swamp Thing! You are amazing! You know? Yeah, no. He makes everything swampy. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that front, <laughs> I think. But All I will right. say this. We got a toy line out of that. We did get a toy line And there line were some good Swamp Thing toys. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and it, look, in an era when we were kids, when, you know, a Swamp Thing toy, uh, the idea at all that it could exist was ridiculous, there were some decent Swamp Thing figures. In that, in that era, there is... Before a, DC Direct was even a twinkle in someone's eye. There, There is a shocking number of toy lines that were based off of rated R properties. Yes. Aliens. Aliens. Terminator. Predator, Predator. Terminator. Rambo. Rambo. Rambo got a Saturday morning cartoon. I know. Chuck Norris. RoboCop. RoboCop. I, RoboCop. RoboCop got a Saturday morning cartoon. RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually had Murphy in the, in the intro credits getting gunned down by criminals. I mean, they didn't show it, but like. This thing had a Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, the 80s. Oh, <laughs> what a time. All right. that That's going to about do it for the news. We're very rabbit traily this week. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, all right, Drew. Holla. It's time. Thank you for that. I'd... Beautiful. My notebook is far away. <laughs> I can't reach it. It's it's right there. I know. I'm not reaching for it though. <laughs> you had us covered in the paper rustling. <laughs> All right, Drew. Time to go back to Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Episode twelve of Daredevil Drew. Yes. We got one episode left. I know. And then and well, some some interesting things are on potentially on the horizon for the Devil's Do. Um We'll see. We shall see. So, but to the business is in episode 12. Um, for being the second to last episode, yes, not a ton really going on here, not well, even like a ton of setup. For you know, I wouldn't say that Vanessa's back, Vanessa's home, and I think that in a way, uh, pays off in its own way. Yes, we got some very cool, unexpected, very different from the Vanessa in the comic books. Uh, if memory serves, she didn't want anything to do with uh, 
Wilson's activities. More or less, yeah. I mean, obviously, our she our, knew, but you know, right. Um, I mean, his devotion to her is straight out of the comics. Yes, but her in the see. Here's the thing: in this episode, like she's back, and I like they kind of intim- they kind of intimate early in the episode that she's she feels imprisoned and like uncool with this new situation yeah and you're thinking like oh man she's realizing what a what he is and what her life now must be and you're kind of you think they're going there and then later on in the episode you find out oh no 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 no. she she wants a seat at the table yes she 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 wants she she gets a seat at the table and then orders Nadim's death. Yeah. I mean, we do get that. So for, for an episode where you feel like nothing happens, I mean, we, 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 some big stuff happens. I mean, Nadim's death was kind of foregone conclusion. What? I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess so. He's been, he's been bleeding for like three episodes. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Tim Roth in, in Reservoir Dogs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Who is still probably bleeding, by the way. Somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> he is still bleeding out on the floor. Um, true. I would like to sit next to a doctor and watch that movie. Like, right. how, how, <laughs> how many people's worth of blood is on that floor, Doc? Every time they cut back to the flashbacks, just, the pool is just bigger. <laughs> That's a great that, movie. That That's and I would movie. it's 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 officially on my bucket list now. I want to watch an episode of Game of Thrones with Leslie Jones because it would just be the greatest thing. She's a huge Game of Thrones fan. She lives tweets while the episode's going on, and it's freaking hysterical. Didn't she also get into like the Marvel movies or something? What was the what was not Game of Thrones? Something else that she like was discovering. And live tweeting, and she was all about it, and it was super fun. I have no idea. Mm, I'd have to so. look into it. I, I could be thinking of Game of Thrones, but I'm not a Game of Thrones guy, so Quite it doesn't possible. sound like something I would remember. But anyway, um, yeah, so he's been bleeding out for three episodes, and he finally dies. Yep. But, but. But, not before. Not before he, he this was, I thought this was actually rather clever. He kind of has his ace in the hole, and he records a, conf- a full confession. Yeah. You know what? You know what the show has been very good at in last season and this season. Yeah, making the audience think, "Oh, they got him. They got Fisk now. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's gonna get out of this." Then he does, and then he does. Yeah, and but then you're just like, "Oh yeah." But as a result of that, it also feels rather hopeless. Yes, and. I feel like when the Deems angle finally comes into play, it's like, oh, no, wait. They actually might finally have him now. Yeah. Like, he's got to make the sacrifice play, essentially. Um, so, oh, oh, oh. We get some quality quality uh, bullseye stuff in this episode. Like, for one thing, Fisk is sort of not talking to him now. Yeah. Like, they're on Fisk the outs. Like, yeah, you... Now, not for nothing, but you kind of planted the seed in this guy to be your boy, and you know he's not exactly stable. stable. So maybe, you know, ignoring him and and not the not not a good choice. strategy, especially when you know the mysterious painting finds its way back into your possession. Yes, and it's like, huh? How'd that get here? Oh, oh, 
Look at that little blood stain little on blood. it. Perfect white painting, except for that little red spot. It's like that sweater in that Seinfeld episode. Anyway. I don't know. I never, never watched Seinfeld. Okay. Well, anyway. What? No, I'm, I'm not besmirching it. I'm just saying fine. I never watched it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. Now, my, my <laughs> I just have a note here. I know we're 12 episodes in, and like at this point, what does it matter? But, uh, you know, in situations like this, Matt, it'd be really good to have allies like Luke and Danny backing you up. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, you can and see here's the thing. Like, um, my, what was it? I think it was my friend, Jim, like way back in like phase two of the Marvel film said like, you know, he knows him now. How come like cap doesn't just call like Iron Man and whatnot. I'm like, it's kind of like issues of the comic. Yeah. They're, yeah, those other characters are out there, but this is this character's comic. This is this character's story. That's what we're focusing on. That I no, I know, I know. No, and, but and, I get what you're saying. Your point is not is not lost. It is what it is. But you know, it's like maybe there maybe, maybe go get the, Luke um, to help you here. The issue of Daredevil that came out this week really I'm, good. I'm behind, dude. So please don't. Spoil. I I heard I've heard things. I don't know specifics, but heard there was something big that happened. Yeah, it uh, it kind of revisits the whole debate of. the punisher matt oh, okay debate. okay cool. so and then daredevil just does something so incredibly cool <laughs> i mean he's daredevil yeah um so yeah like th- th- you know things are it's another um murdoch and nelson and murdoch plan and it's it is perfectly executed, and everything goes off without a hitch up until the end where it's like, oh, this plan never had a chance. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> right when you, well, doesn't Nadim knock out Foggy and, like, go rogue, kind of? But it, um, yeah, I think, but, like, he just, like, he knows what he's going to do. Yeah. He knows what his play is. Yeah, he yeah, he does the play. Vanessa wants in and uh she's all business. Big heel turn. Big yeah. heel turn. But and Matt's now out for blood. Yeah, Matt has like Karen and, and Foggy kinda got him back from the ledge. Kind of, but now in the past couple episodes of it just blew up again, so Matt's like, Alright, that's it. Yeah. It's done. It's like it's like the uh the rampage episode of Archer. Rampage! <laughs> God, I miss Archer. Yeah, I miss Rampage era Archer. <laughs> it's been like, what, two years since the last season? It was last year. It was last what? year. Yeah, it feels longer. I could be wrong. I, no, I could be wrong. Maybe it was two years. But I feel like it was one. But Rampage! Yeah, Matt's on the Rampage. Um, but yeah, we're building toward epic conclusion. Yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> Daredevil had a good run. <laughs> the devils yeah. do had a good run. <laughs> it's not say we're going away, folks. Thanks, Kevin just, Feige or whoever. Just, uh, <laughs> Jeff Loeb. Netflix. Just, just uh, Who am I pointing my finger at right now? We got to address some stuff. So, I think that just about does it for us on this episode. I think so. It's, it's I think pre- so. Like, yeah, there's some cool stuff that happens, but it's predominantly just set up for... For the next episode. Yeah. We've kind of hit all the big points I had in my notes here. All right. Um, all right. So, dear listeners, 
we appreciate you joining us again, as always. If you want to send us any emails with questions or comments to be read on the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, that being said, any last questions, comments, questions, statements? Oh. No. <laughs> Anticlimax. No, not really. I'm good. Go play Mortal Kombat, kids. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for me. Enjoy it for me. The mixture. <laughs> the mixture. All right, folks. Thanks as always for joining us. Court. Court.